the Married with Channels podcast. Hello. Hello. I'm talking. Oh, sorry. I'm interrupted wife, Jody. I'm the uh, interrupted moose. <laughs> sorry. It's usually the other way around. It totally is. Do you want to talk about that now? Let's talk about it. I'm taking back my power. I need my agency back. <laughs> We're a married couple. We talk TV shows and movies. And um, I feel like we missed the boat on the Oscars. But anyway, I don't know. Who really cares? What? Right? Yeah, right? No, we don't like play into that. Like, oh, these are all nominated for awards. We must watch them. No, like we just watched what we want to watch. To me, there wasn't a lot there. But to be fair, I mean, we did watch Barbie this year. I still want to watch Oppenheimer. So... So based on what we've watched, Barbie will win the Oscar for Best Picture. Oh. It has been. We have spoken. Our Oscar prediction. We talk uh, TV shows and movies, like I said. We'll skip the Oscars. We'll go right to uh, our latest batch of stuff. Should we start with the, we have a kid, what the kids are watching. We have a, well, a series of movies. And then we have a new TV show. Yeah. What do you want to start with, Jodes? You choose. Let's start with. A Murder at the End of the World. All right. This is a show on FX and Hulu involving... um, So it's like this universe's version of Mark Zuckerberg invites all these, you know, creative thinkers and entrepreneurs and artists. And pioneers in their fields. Visionaries. Yeah. To, uh, To this, like, what, week at this hotel he's built in Iceland. Yes, it starts, though, I believe, like, they had no idea where they were going, did they? Yeah, they just knew they were getting on one of his private jets and going on a long trip. Crazy. Yeah, and so they wind up in Iceland in this hotel, and a murder happens. Um, Yeah, a murder of kind of a long lost but now reunited character, love interest character of the main character. Yeah, so our main character is Darby, this young woman who is the daughter of a uh, medical examiner, and she grew up, you know, investigating crime scenes with her dad, and she kind of, as she got older, got into actually investigating crimes. Investigating crimes that were the murder of, like, Jane Doe's. There was, like, this epidemic of unidentified murder victims that she, you know, really kind of latched onto and went all in on to try and solve and get some closure for that. And as far as stars, basically Clive Owen's the only real name here. Um, Excuse me. You have the guy who was in that movie Triangle of Sadness. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. He plays Bill, the first murder victim. Uh. (laughs) But Darby and Bill have a history they were very supportive of each other kind of went on this these investigations together and um the flash to about six years later after they split he's there surprisingly and then he gets murdered turns out maybe he might have might have been having an affair with the clive owen character slash mark zuckerberg character andy is his name might have been having an affair with andy's wife lee and so, yeah, it's a whodunit set in this 
Arctic isolated place and they're snowed in, of course. Yeah. Outside help can't get to them and they can't get out. And so it is kind of a, a clue mystery. There's a murderer with them, you know, yeah. one of them one is, of them is uh, yeah. Yeah. Committing the killings. Yeah. And, you know, I think you would agree with me. We love us a little whodunit type of thing. Absolutely. And this is interesting because it's set in a different location. You know, you've had, you've had your movies where, you know, it's a tropical setting or a cruise ship. And speaking of cruise ship, we'll get to another whodunit show eventually. But uh, I like the whole snowed in atmosphere. I like the kind of scarcity of everything. It's interesting that you have this kind of, you know, tech guru, billionaire at the center of it all. He's possibly a murder suspect. Yeah. Um, and they have, um, there's a couple twists where it's like, you know, we mentioned Bill might have been having an affair with Lee, Andy's wife. And uh, there's a scene earlier in the, what, episode four or five where it's a flashback scene. Darby and Bill are coming out of this uh <clears throat> Was it an autopsy or was it just a, they're going through some, uh, oh, they were looking at bones, right? I believe so. With yeah. this other woman who appears to be some internet sleuth as well. Yeah. And, uh. Bless you. Do you have cold? No, I have uh, a chew syndrome, autosomal dominant compelling helioptomic outburst. I sneeze and transitions from dark to bright light. Pull my leg, Bill. No, I'm not. I'm serious. It's genetic. My father has it too. It's oh. genetic. My father has it too. And that dun, was kind dun, of like, dun, uh, dun. yeah, I know at the moment you're like, it's, it's kind of obvious that they, it's very expository. Uh -huh. So it's a little awkward, but it pays off later in the episode when Darby in current times in the hotel is in a room with uh, Andy and Lee's son, Zoomer. Z Zoomer. I know what a dumb name. Right? Wow. Like that's a good nickname for a kid. A kid runs around all over the place. We call him Zoomer. Can't stop him. <laughs> ADHD. I don't know what the hell's going on here. But anyway, she, uh, Darby opens the blinds, the curtains, to let in light. <coughs> Dramatic music starts to swell. Darby's looking like, what? 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 She just What did put you just do? I sneeze. It's called autosomal dominant compelling heliothermic outburst. I see some light. Dun, dun, dun. It's genetic. Yeah. So, ah, Zoomer. Did you all put the pieces did together? Did you put it together? <laughs> Poirot. Yeah. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched this. Yeah. It's been on a, a little while. Yeah. Well. So, anyway, know, what do you think people... of a murder at the end of the world? You know, I like it. Uh, another aspect that I like is Darby, the main character, is kind of an unconventional expert in this solving of crime. She has, I don't know, like, she grew up just, like, working crime scenes with her father, but she, you know, she doesn't have any, like, formal training and for, I mean, right. I guess maybe training growing up and forensics and... I th evidence yeah. you know i guess you probably do get some training there 
Well, she's inquisitive. I think we they establish that she's inquisitive and curious enough that it's not a leap to say that her going out with her dad, because they show her going out with her dad to crime scenes to help with the medical examiner stuff. She's probably over at least overhearing the detectives talking, you know, what yeah. questions to ask. She's pretty, maybe even asking the detectives like, oh, why did you, why did you uh, sure. question that person over there? You know? Yeah, maybe she's very observant, but what I haven't quite put my finger on and maybe the, this will come along as it develops is that, you know, she claims that the dead talk to her, you know, she say that. Yeah. Oh, to Bill. When, you know, when they were getting to know each other and trying to work to solve these Jane Doe murders and, you know, she told him, you know, that the the dead talked to me. Hmm. But not like in the way of like, I hear dead people or see dead people. She's, so you know? she's, she's kind of speaking figuratively. Well, I think so. But, you know, like, how is she? She has kind of one of those... uh I don't like very uh, high processing brains. Like she's kind of a hacker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's written a book about these crimes that she solved. Like she's kind of just like one of those really brilliant people that never, you know, um, got like their formal higher education in what they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, she kind of yeah. learned quote unquote on the job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um why she's here it hasn't quite made sense. Did I miss that? Like why she's part of this kind of super group? Is it just for her crime problem puzzle solving skills? Hmm. Yeah. Cause she felt like a fish out of water. Like, I don't belong here. Why am I here? Who invited me well, here? Was it Andy or was it Lee? You know what I mean? Like she, you know, maybe it was because of her hacking prowess. Mm. I may, I miss, maybe I missed something where it was established that she's like this, you know, almost celebrity in the hacking world. Mm. Cause that's how, kind of how they painted it when at she, the start. Yeah, yeah. When she was invited to, to go. Yeah. She was hacking into something. And so it's like, okay, he, this tech billionaire, you know, essentially Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg. Sure. Wants this brilliant tech mind to be there. But she just happens to be good at solving murders and one takes place here. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, how fitting. To, and it happens to be her ex. Uh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. So what do you think of a murder at the end of the world? I like it. I think it's a great character piece. I'm intrigued about, I have no idea who the murderer is. It's not very predictable, so I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know. We only had, uh, there's one, I don't even know, so was the, there was the shot of the person wearing the mask in the door cam. Yeah. But that was kind of written off as that one guy who's now dead. <laughs> also, it was a jump scare, and it scared the stuff out of me. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. the most recent episode, the the actual killer... Yeah. Like slammed her to the floor. Attacked her in her room. And yeah. played a pre-recorded uh, automated voice message yes. saying like, let it go or something. Stop, Stop. or you're going to yeah. get hurt. Yeah. yeah. So things are kind of heating up there. I like yeah. a murder at the end of the world. Yeah. I think there's, uh, like you said, I like that I don't know who it is yet. Uh-huh. But I'd be curious to see who it is and what their motive is. Minor quip. There's just a couple like janky CGI moments. 
you know, like oh. when they're on the jet ski, her and Sean. The snowmobile, you mean? Excuse me, the snowmobile. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, Can't going, jet ski there. You'd be going nowhere real fast. That's right. But uh, minor things. It's nitpicky. But overall, it's a good show, you know. I think uh, it's decent cast. And I like that we're getting to, I like the back, I like the flashbacks to Darby's life with Bill and maybe her childhood. I think that really sets up some good character stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So a murder at the end of the world. That's good. Go yeah. check it out. I mean, it's a decent kind of, it almost seems like an, like an artsy fartsy Agatha Christie kind oh, of sort of. Yeah. Or like a, a artistic view of the game Clue. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know? All right. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Moving on to a docu-series. This is the best docu-series there is because it's true crime and it's only three episodes long. You it's like a, them short, huh? I mean, it depends, <laughs> you know, like the John yeah. Wayne Gacy documentary I watched a couple years ago. That was about eight, 10 episodes. That was definitely worth it. Cause, sure. But it's this quite one's a story. Yeah. Like if the story only dictates three episodes, then that's fine. Just as long as you're giving me all the info. You just don't want a lot of episodes drawn out with a lot of fluff where you yeah. barely get anything revealed each yeah. Episode and yeah, I I, I hear that. <laughs> I should point out we're talking about American Nightmare. Yes. On Netflix. Yeah. Before we get off to, to track Absolutely. too much. Absolutely. One example of too much fluff, I think um the making of a murderer. Remember yep. when that was hot? I felt like there's a lot of fluff there. Yep. But this one is pretty tight and pretty to the point. Like the first episode, we essentially get Okay, so the premise is this woman gets abducted in the middle of the night. Her boyfriend is drugged and he wakes up, you know, sleepy and calls the cops. She's disappeared. Um, this really happened. This actually too. happened. Yeah. It, Very much. And it has similarities to the movie Gone Girl. The yep. book Gone Girl. Um, that's even mentioned in it. But basically, I think it. the first episode is like the boyfriend's point of view. The second is the girlfriend's. And the third is the culmination of everything. Yeah. Um, and it just, the, the premise is... She was kidnapped, but the authorities don't believe him or her. They think somehow, for some reason, they orchestrated this whole thing. Yeah, that this couple, and it was all over the media this way as well, that they orchestrated this big hoax. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just smacks of, you know, bad police, detective work, investigative work. Yeah, let's talk about that. That, I... <laughs> That, just watching that footage, I don't pretend to know how you should conduct yourself in an interrogation because I've never done that job. But just basic not following evidence or following up on leads, I would think that's investigative 101, not just like... Drawing your own theory from a fictional movie, and that is that. That's your one-track mind to yeah. what is happening here in this crime. Like, I, that, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the one investigator, Matt Mustard, even <laughs> says, like, blame them. They were trying to do their own Gone Girl or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Here's, here's that investigator real quick. You want me to go tell her family that she's dead? 
because that's what I'm prepared to do. I'm going to go tell them that I'm not looking for a live Denise. I'm looking for dead Denise. All right. And so, and yeah. they hadn't found her or a body or yeah, nothing. any evidence to indicate that she was deceased. <laughs> like, well, I mean, maybe that's a strong arm tactic. If you think you have it in your brain that this suspect is number one suspect and he definitely did it. Maybe that is a tactic to try and get them, twist them. Shall, I mean, yeah. Into the, confessing, you know, all they had to go on was the fact that the boyfriend called hours after she was kidnapped. Yeah. And he was so calm and cool about it. Cause he was drugged. Well, that's the thing is for whatever <laughs> reason, you know, they didn't believe him, nor did they, obviously, they didn't do any lab tests to see if there was NyQuil in his blood. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just, like you said, I'm not. And, I'm, th- and then, okay, maybe so, okay? Because usually the boyfriend, unfortunately, yeah. is suspect number one, obviously. okay? But then when Denise came home and her story matched his. Yeah. There was still pushback by law enforcement. Still doubt, still not following up on evidence or leads. And they're saying even, that the rape kit wasn't traumatic enough <laughs> yeah. to indicate that that actually happened. Like, you're re, and just the re traumatization right. of these people. Like, like I think the doc, docuseries even said this, like, here is, you know, Someone who's coming to the police for help. Yeah. You're coming for help and you're getting. You're getting accused. (laughs) Yeah. And and not believed and re-traumatized every time you have to tell that that story again, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the uh, the FBI agent who did the lie detector test on the boyfriend. Aaron, there's no question in my mind that you failed this test and you failed it miserably it's not even close so it come to find he didn't fail it really and yeah and i think like at the time they didn't even show him the results so wow they they just had like this they had this narrative in their head yeah and that's what they were going with and and, and i i took one personal lesson from this that if i ever find myself in an interrogation room like that like these Poor people complied and did everything that they were supposed to do, you know, and I think they did way too much without a lawyer present there because once that lawyer got involved, they were like, what? (laughs) This is crazy. And we're leaving, you know? No, if I... For whatever reason, if, yeah. if I'm in an interrogation like that, the yeah. first thing I'm going to say is, look, I'm innocent. I didn't do this, but I still want to have a lawyer present. That's right. You know, they never even said that they were charging him or read him his Miranda rights. And then they made him strip his clothes for processing, which he complied with. But then they put him in jail issued stripes, which makes someone look well, guilty. They, they said that's all they had. The okay, but if a lawyer was present, they would have been like, "We're going to get someone to go to your house and get different yeah, clothes. You're not some, putting that on." Yeah, somebody you know? run to Walmart, get yeah, some sweatpants. And exactly. A but um, 
Yeah, it's just what a clusterfuck. This oh my is in gosh! The, uh, yeah, this is in the Southern California area, Vallejo, California, and yeah. And look, one one misstep on cases doesn't make you a bad investigator. But then to hear that this guy like went on and won awards and oh yeah, and the for head being of the- a detect a great detective, and like I'm yeah. hearing this story, and I'm just like. I mean, that's that, the, what the thin blue line you yeah. always got to protect well but the um not thin blue line protect no, the blue line right? no well and yeah but i, I don't know he's just, um and then you had the chief of police who somebody said he said burn that bitch right yeah well before they did the press conference yeah. that basically said that denise was lying and that she wasted valuable community resources and stuff right before that. Um, somebody higher up, I don't know if it's a police chief or that FBI person who was like, burn that bitch. Like yeah. make sure not you tarnish her here, but these poor people, they've had their careers ruined, their lives ruined. They basically had to move and start over this. The amount of hate that they got. Yeah. People assuming that they orchestrated this and that it was a hoax. I mean. And the thing uh, that you and I both like were left with is like, why would they make this up? Why? What do they have to gain from that? Yeah. Like. (laughs) Oh, this movie came out. We should do that too, honey. Oh, because it's a cute, fun activity to. No. No. And then the other thing that made me mad and. I'm sure any female who unfortunately has had an experience with sexual trauma or sexual assault, um, they went on to say that someone who has experienced that could make up something like this for attention. Mm. So, so as someone who was sexually assaulted in their youth is making up another lie about a sexual assault? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I know for a fact it doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> that's not a thing. No. So, no. Um, American Nightmare you should go check it out. Yeah, those <clears throat> poor people. I know. Like, oh man. But they got it. They sued the police department. They got a settlement, which it's something. They did, but they gave up. Two lovely careers being physical therapists, helping people in the world. Like yeah. they got their happy ending, you know, but at a high cost, yeah, you know. That, that story's going to be out there forever. Absolutely. And, you know, it's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth for the people who are supposed to help and protect people, you know. Agreed. Yeah. And probably their kids too. Kids kind of take on parental attitudes about things sometimes. But mm. speaking of kids, yeah, I know. the kids, <laughs> the 12 year old anyway, she yep. is on a kick for the Scream movies. Oh my gosh. We have watched Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, the, the requel <laughs> in 2020. With Jenna Ortega, and uh-huh. we're now in the middle of about three quarters of the way through Scream Six. Uh huh. 
which came out in 2022. Well, I'm glad you're keeping track of count because, whoo. But they I all haven't. boil down to basically this. What's your favorite scary movie? Yep, that's it. Yep. Um, Ghostface. Ghostface. You know, especially one through four. Yeah. It's just, it's just more of the same. And it's just, but the pieces are just shifted this way a little bit and that way a little bit. But it's essentially the same. I don't. And the motives for these people assuming the identity of Ghostface and killing all these people is just really like, really? Yeah, it's a That's stretch. why you're slaughtering people? I uh, know, but they gotta got come up with attention. something. Yeah, I, know, I guess. But, yeah, they gotta come up with something to have this many movies. <laughs> you know? Like, their long-lost step-cousin is now on a killing spree, you know? I don't know. I, I remember... I remember watching Scream the first time when yeah. it came out in 90 whatever. Oh god. And it was great. We're so I was like old. It was great, right? It was yeah. like, oh this is so cool and different and they're like, you know, poking fun at horror movies but doing it at the same time. How clever. Yeah. But then they just kind of watered it down and look, the, It doesn't hold up still though. Like rewatching them now, I'm like these are no. stupid. <laughs> No, sorry, they and like, are. The production of them feels very. What's the word I'm looking for? Like vanilla. Yeah. And even in the newer ones, like the 2020 and 2022, one. I think the we'll call it Scream Five and Scream Six. Sure. In Scream Five, they mention how like uh, you know they're referencing the stab movies, which is the fictional version of Scream. Yes. And I like, oh, yeah, the, the, you mean those awful movies back in the 90s with, with too much lighting? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they are like too too bright. Whereas the newer ones, they have a little more gritty feel to them. Ah, yeah. And I don't I, know if I noticed that. That's what I like about yeah. the newer ones. They yeah. feel more like real and kind of gritty. Yeah. Whereas, uh, uh, yeah, that first one is really bright. Yes, yes, it is. But I did notice, like, the Scream Five one, twenty twenty. Like, it was kind of mm, more the same, you know, these yeah. two idiots, you know, dress <laughs> up and they're, but this one, the new one, Scream 6, it's actually okay. Like, I think it's all right. Like, you know why? And I find myself kind of thinking, like, oh, I wonder who the killer is. We talked this morning. I had yes. a theory about who the killer yeah. is. And we'll see if that plays out. But yeah, absolutely. The newer one's better. You know, it's still kind of the same, but they had a little twist at the beginning, which I appreciated. You know, most of these movies start with somebody's going along, driving or at a house and they get a phone call. You're like, oh, gee, who's it going to be? Right. Every time the phone rings, I'm like, I know who that is. But the Scream <laughs> 6 started way different. This girl's at a bar and she gets a call from her blind date who's running late. It's not him. You know, and so it. It eventually leads down to she gets killed. Uh-huh. But it sounds like initially for a couple minutes at least, it's like, oh, this is different. They're starting out different. Okay. Well, and it was different. Not really. It is. It's a blonde girl on the phone who gets murdered. <laughs> okay. That's the same. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> but the way they do it is different, you know. Like for at least five minutes, you're thinking she's actually on the phone with her blind date who's running late. Okay. And then it turns out it's some guy as a ghost face. Yep. Who sticks her like a pig. Okay, it's no different than a crank caller calling Casey and, you know, trying to 
talk over the phone. Like in the sense it's a blonde girl on the phone with the killer. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But who the gets way, murdered? The way they did it the first four movies was essentially the same, but with a little twist here and there. Like, you know, uh, the one with Le- Liv Schreiber, it mm-hmm. was him on the phone. I don't think it was his girlfriend, but anyway. <laughs> You're right. It starts with somebody on the phone <laughs> talking to the killer. I take it all back. That's right. But I do think this one, the 2022 Scream 6, I think is a, is a little better so far. I don't know. I think it's it's has its moments. Mm-hmm. But then it has other moments where it's really cheesy. And I'm not quite sure. The only thing I do kind of like about it, like, and you touched upon this, is I'm not sure who the killer is. The rest of them, it's kind of predictable. You can be like, oh, it's that person because... That's the formula here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. This one, I'm kind of like, huh, who is it? But to be fair, I'm only like half watching these. They're not, horror's not my thing. So yeah. I'm not getting too into them, I guess. I'm watching and I'm participating, but uh, minimally. How about yeah. that? Sure, sure. <laughs> no, and we'll see. Like, we're, we're three quarters of the way through this one, but. The Scream movies overall, I'm just, I'm over it, you know. We're yeah. only watching this because the 12-year-old is watching it. She she loves these movies. She loves these horror movies. And But here's the thing I was going to say about this. I don't, I think she likes these more than the classics that we tried to introduce her to, like Halloween and Friday the 13th and, you know, Chucky and Nightmare and all those. Like, for some reason, kids love the scream franchise like hot topic has clothing with ghost faced and not mm-hmm. just because of like this new movie either like it's kind of been a thing for ghost face ghost face to be popular for quite a while so yeah anyway. yeah i don't know what the draw is there over the other ones that i don't know uh, but, but yeah. she digs it she does she we'll see this it. is the last one right no they're supposed oh. to do another one and the news was that the main the girl who plays sam yes was fired because she had some hot take on the Israel-Hamas war. Oh. And Jenna Ortega dropped out because of conflict with Wednesday shooting or something. Okay. And the director just dropped out about a week or two ago. Oh, so this may not be getting off the ground right now. No, I mean, it'll happen. Sure. Uh, It's a successful franchise. Yeah, no, printing money with that thing. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, the kids watching uh, Scream movies and... Do you think we'll be like old watching Scream 25 with her? (laughs) Is this going to be that? Probably. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it'll sound like instead of this... What's your favorite scary movie? What's your your favorite scary movie, young lady? No, because all these younger generations keep growing up killers, too. So, yeah, yeah, that won't ever happen. Geriatric ghost face. (laughs) But that would be a funny twist on it. You know what? Speaking of Scream and ghost face, I just... I thought about this earlier and it just reminded, just reminded of it. Yeah. How does he get into all these places? Like, how did he get into Gail's apartment? How did he get into the kid's apartment? Um, you know, he's always like in places where you need a key card and or got to get through security. Yeah. Like somebody like Gail, who's been through that is going to be heavily locked down. I right. don't know. 
I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. There's our episode. Yeah. Of Married with Shadows. What? Starring yours truly. With and special, me too. With a special appearance by Jody. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I'm not a special appearance anymore. I know. I'm just kidding. Your special <laughs> guest stars like, like top billing almost. Uh no. Yeah, it is. We're we're co-billing. Yeah. We're going to share that title card. We're both Sorry. above the line. Yeah. The top above the With title. equal pay. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't get paid to do this. Married with Channels podcast. Uh, married couple talking movies and TV shows. You could share and tell your friends, and then maybe yeah. we can monetize this podcast. That'd be great. We're on Twitter, Married W Chans with two N's. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, give us a good review. And join us uh, next time. Until then, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see you. Bye.